Welcome to Three Little Things, a natural health podcast. We've created this space to help you positively navigate the world of holistic and natural well-being, where each week we will explore something new and dive into a diverse range of holistic health topics from all walks of life. As chiropractors, we are equally passionate about helping educate, share and empower you on your well-being journey. Created with you in mind, Three Little Things aims to bring you digestible topics and applicable tools and strategies to help you grow, thrive, and live well. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the second part of our episode series with Greg. Um, If you haven't already, please jump back in and listen to part one with Greg, which launched last week. But we talked all about self-love in a piece. We talked about what self-love looks like and how it might not only look like meditation, what other forms of meditation might look like. We talked about masculine versus feminine energy. And Greg shared some really amazing concepts with us around the stigma attached to men's mental health in particular. We talked about athletes and men specifically, um, and we covered a lot of stuff in part one. So please go back and listen to that before you listen to today's episode so you can really take the full benefit from what we chat about today. We're going to talk about some really applicable strategies. We're going to talk about some um, specific examples. We're going to share some personal stories, and I hope you love this part as much as you loved the first part. So we have the most amazing part one with Greg and we are now into to part two which is going to help us formulate how do we actually encapsulate what um, Greg has shared with us into a user-friendly format because um, myself I've been to see Greg and Greg made me the most amazing 16-minute um, meditation that I listen to when I'm on the plane um, when I'm worried, when I'm anxious, or if I just want to close my eyes and, and go into um, a theta state. Now we use the word theta because it's a brainwave um, form around um, four hertz or so, so it's not quite sleep, which is around two hertz. It's not alpha either, nor beta. But around theta, we are very suggestive and hypnagogic almost. So words can seep into our subconscious and help us to, to rewire some of the deep amygdala um, responses we've put there pre-verbally or who knows, maybe even in utero, you know? So when I came to see Greg and you made this amazing um, 60 minute meditation, um, I actually felt very liberated. So I'm actually looking forward to you telling us, Greg, how we can um, help our, our general public um, practice what you've told us in part one. Yeah, sure. So. Something that is really important to know, scientifically proven that just three minutes of meditation per day can make an enormous difference. All of the benefits of meditation actually kick in in the first three minutes. Anything beyond three minutes is fantastic because you're giving your body the chance to actually action that all of the cells to align to do all of the things you want. But the three minutes is a really crucial point. I, from the feedback that I've received, I have taught so many business execs in particular that that have a lot of challenges, have a lot of anxiety, have a lot of stress, how three minutes a day or twice a day can actually change their whole day just by, by. And that, if you want to even just do it yourself, it's about actually just quietly sitting, closing your eyes, slowing your breathing, being aware of the surfaces your body's touching and just being for a couple of minutes. And then if you like, setting the intent for the rest of your day. 
Um, and that can actually change everything. I can't tell you the amount of people I've said that are in a difficult meeting or a board meeting or, or something like that, and it's not going the way that they want. And they say, I'm really sorry, I've got to go for a bathroom break. And they literally will go for a bathroom break and mm. they will do that process. How powerful is that, eh? Amazing. Yeah. And they come back and because their energy has shifted, mm. the whole energy of the whole room will then shift as well. So the other thing is the amount of people that say to me when they've got a session book with me, they're coming to see me or I'm coming to see them or we're doing it these days online mostly. They say, you know, I wake up feeling better this morning. Mm. I say, hmm, interesting. And it's a bit like, you know, will I make that doctor's appointment? Won't I? And as soon as you make the appointment, you actually start to feel better. That's the subconscious mind kicking in because you're actually doing something positive for your body. So even setting the intent to do something positive, something healing for your body is absolutely huge. Mm. Yeah. One of the biggest things we need to do each day is to release stuff that we're holding in our body whether it be consciously or not consciously. And I like to do that several times a day by going outside, stretching my arms wide, and just asking my body with gratitude to breathe out, to blow out anything that my body doesn't need. As we know, we're all holding sorts of stuff down in the liver, which holds the negative emotions through different organs in the body. Doesn't matter where. We've got patternings, we've got layers of conditioning, we've got things we've heard. We don't need to store them. So going out, and really great last thing at night, to go out, spread your arms on the balcony, in the backyard, look up at the stars and blow that stuff out. Gives you that sort of fresh slate for the, for the night and to, to, to bring on the next day. Um, I think grounding is, and, and it's interesting because I've heard a number of mindfulness meditation people say this recently, that grounding is the new meditation. So meditation was the buzzword. It's now recently become mindfulness. Very, very buzzy. Grounding will be the next big thing. Already is. And grounding's been around for thousands and thousands of years. And you can actually search this on the internet. Science has actually finally caught up what meditators have known for thousands of years by grounding our body, by putting um, parts of our body, um, like our bare skin, on unaltered natural surfaces of the earth, we're, re we're reducing inflammation, stress, and anxiety out of our body. We're also helping with pain management. We're also helping enormously with sleep. The ultimate is to lay on the grass, arms spread wide, and just let yourself sink in. And, and affirm to yourself, I release anything into the earth. But also bringing up that incredibly powerful energy of the earth. And we, it, it kind of... Mother Earth is the one stable that we actually have right now. And if with all of this crazy man-made business that's going on above the Earth right now, if you think about it, the one stability that we have is Mother Earth below mm. us. Yes, she does do some, some shifts every now and then, but nothing like what's going on in this whirlwind above the surface of the soil. Mm. And so Mother Earth, if we allow it, she can make us and allow us to feel incredibly safe and secure and anchored. But we need to tap into her every day. We need to draw up her energy. I like people to, 
to stand on barefoot on the grass or lay on the grass or rocks or sand and visualize roots coming out of their body really anchoring yourself in these are these are a two-way thing it allows you to release stuff out of your body into the earth it also allows you to align with that energy of mother earth and draw up that stable secure grounding energy that she offers you know limitless infinite by grounding yourself for five minutes even every day can change your life can change your whole mental state and if, if, if someone wants um, to be in a good place of mental health it is the number one thing that I would recommend releasing into the earth breathing out anything you don't need tapping into that earth energy grounding yourself each day it is so easy to do but it's easier not to do thinking oh yeah I should do that today but if you can do that, I guarantee you that you will feel better in a number of days, number of weeks, both physically, emotionally, and mentally. Yeah, I think that's a super important point from a personal experience as well. And like you said before, Greg, I'm, I'm an open book as well, so I love sharing my own personal experience and you know giving insight so that you know that might help someone else. But I know when I'm feeling a little bit anxious or I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed, um, I know meditation helps me or I know grounding helps me but it's that fine balance and it's that choice you spoke about before of I don't feel like doing it when I'm anxious and I don't feel like doing it when I'm overwhelmed but I know that when I do do it particularly when I'm doing it consistently that the the overall outcome of that is way better um, and it's quite funny that you spoke about the mindful eating in the previous episode as well because that's a big cue for me when I eat fast yep. That's my cue of, and my actually my partner he rec- recognizes that and goes, oh, what's going on here? Because she's <laughs> shoveling food into her mouth, and that's a huge yeah. trigger. Like that's one of my it's cues. Reset. Yeah, feed them, fight them. It's I just shovel, and then I get to the end of my bowl, and I'm like, I literally ate that huge bowl of pasta in two minutes, mm. um, and then I feel disgusting for it because it yeah. hurts. Yeah. Um, but that's a big thing for me is I have to go right now. I need to bring those elements of mindfulness, and I need to do some of my meditation and my grounding work. Um, because yeah, that that's one of my cues. But it's that like how do how do you help someone work through that? I know you don't feel like doing it, but we know that it's going to help you. And kind of navigating that balance. That's the biggest thing is actually pushing ourselves through that mm. threshold. Sometimes people will say to me, "Look, I know we've got a session book today. I just don't feel like I can do it. I'm too tired, or I feel sick, or I'm not in the right emotional state." And I say. Okay, look, that's fine, but do you think, could you humour me perhaps and let's just try and do 10 minutes yep. instead of what we would normally do? Oh, okay, yeah, I think I... Well, we get into the 10 minutes and then we don't do the normal session and they come out feeling amazing, generally, and, and they say, oh, it's, it, that's exactly what I needed. Yeah. It, we're amazing as humans. We know what we should be doing for our bodies. We know what we should be eating, drinking, doing. Whether we do it or not mm. is another thing. So it's really being in tune with your body, creating those habits, as you say. The meditation teachers in training um, have to, over the whole course, 14 months, they have to meditate 30 minutes a day to get themselves into that Mm. and obviously they have to be walking the talk right yeah once you've done that even for like you know what do they say six weeks or whatever 
your body will miss it if you don't do it. Mm. Even if it's just starting off with five minute grounding, going out to the balcony each night, blowing the stuff out. If you, if you do that every day or every night for a period of time, your body will miss it when you don't do mm. that. You won't feel completely, I, the way I, I don't feel imbalanced if I don't do that because I'm actually holding stuff. Mm. And I can feel the inflammation excess inflammation and anxiety builds in my body if I don't do that every day. Mm. Um, so it's about that, that habit forming. It's also about catching yourself. Now, again, and I always say that conditioning is our greatest imprisonment, right? Mm. The way that we're conditioned. We were hopefully conditioned by people that cared for us and did the best that they could, but we've learned so much since that time and we're still learning. However, um, we are. We were conditioned to think that only crazy people speak to themselves. Yes. Right? So I grew up with that conditioning. I speak to myself every day, several times a day, and have done for a lot of years, and deliberately. Yeah. And then I researched a lot about it, and they said I read that the most successful people on this earth speak to themselves out loud every day, several times a day. And it's about catching myself when I'm saying, thinking something that is not for my greater good or the greater good of others, or um, if, I'm, if I'm just, if I can't, one of the biggest things I've said to myself over the years, working for myself for 30 plus years now is, you know, I, I find myself, I can't be bothered doing that today. And then I say, Greg, you will bother and you will do it right now. Thank you. <laughs> right? Okay. So useful Greg comes in and says, actually, you're going to do it right now. Once I've done it, I feel fantastic. Yeah. But I could have gone and thought, no, nah, I can't be bothered doing that today. You know, this and that. On the flip side of that, one needs to send non-useful Greg, which we all have, non-useful Lily, non-useful Sarah. Yeah. We need, when non-useful Lily says something to us that's not useful, we say, no, sorry, that, that doesn't serve me, I'm, I'm mm. not playing. Sending that away or again, reframing that to something positive. Yeah. You know, um, it's the state, in my mind, the state of mental health for all of us is really, really choosing your thoughts and your words so incredibly carefully. When I start on a journey with any client or any group, I'll always say, for the next six weeks, if you can practice, as you said before, practice catching yourself every time you say a negative word or have a negative thought and reframe that mm. into a positive. Mm. I'm not very good at this. I'm getting better and better at this each day, each week. I'm patient with myself around this as I go through this journey. You know, And stepping that into a real place of gratitude. Oh, I've never really been good at mathematics, but I'm getting better and better at mathematics every mm. week, which actually creates all of these wonderful things through the body and it's an upward spiral. And you know, a lot of people will say to me too, because you know how dark is literally darker at night. You can wake up at 4am and there's all sorts of things and you think, oh, that's not good. And mm. I have to arrest non-useful Greg straight away. And I say, no, 
not having it, not having that thought go away. And he'll come back, and he's very clever because he'll come back and say, let's just think about it a little bit. I say, no, not even a little bit. Because once we think about it a little bit, once we start to go down that rabbit hole, we're down there. Yeah. And that's it for the night then, right? So non-useful regret gets pushed away. And that, that's taken me years and years of practice of mindfulness around that. I can push non-useful regret away and go straight back to sleep. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, a lot of mental health is, is, is a choice about whether we let non-useful Greg be in control or whether we learn to you know, push him away yeah. or release things that he's talking about or heal them through our body or whatever we want, want to do. But it's about catching yourself. Even, that, even when I was talking before that last episode about my, my, when I was feeling down and wasn't joyful, what I would do when I'd wake up in the morning when I was on that medication is I'd think, I'd wake up and think, oh, how do I feel today? Oh, you feel pretty good. Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't think I do. No. Mm. Actually, no, I don't feel good. Subconscious mind hears that, creates that, don't feel mm. good for the day. Yeah. Non-useful Greg was able to come in really quickly because mm. the initial thought was, oh, I don't think I feel too bad. Oh, no, you don't. You don't feel good. Mm. Amazing how that split second mm. can put us Change on our whole day. Yeah. Or week or month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And by saying this, look, I'm not discounting mm. the way that people feel or whatever, but yeah. there's a lot of simple things that we, we can all do to really change things to an upward spiral in our bodies, then in our worlds, you know, because the higher vibration that we're operating on is a gift to everyone else in our realms as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So in the last thirty odd years, Greg, I feel you've I really black belted this, mm -hmm. you know, and now you're sharing um, your wisdom, which is amazing. Um, but I like what you said in your notes, which was um, giving yourself permission. Yeah. You know, I think that's really important, and it's almost like for me a date with yourself. You know, you make this date with yourself, which you should honor, <laughs> and it's like oxygen, you know, because yeah, yeah okay. And then I love your saying, which is um, conditioning is our worst imprisonment. Because mm. how portable is that? You know, people go traveling, they go on holidays, they uproot their whole families and migrate to another city or planet or wherever they go. But um, unless we change our conditioning, that baggage is very portable. It comes with mm. us everywhere, doesn't it? Mm. So. And I think there's a point you actually have to look at the way that you think, the way that you're conditioned and think, does that still resonate with me, that mm. thought? So an example of that was when I, when I was growing up, I was actually conditioned and taught that people with tattoos are rough, you know, of a, of a, mm. of a lower lower being or whatever and only rough people have tattoos now if I felt that now um, <laughs> you'd have no friends <laughs> I, I would have no one in my life right the way and so there was a certain point I thought oh I don't think that resonates with me I actually see tattoos as a, as a personally if I push that aside or release that as an expression of human individuality you know mm. an art mm. right and so I let that, that was just an example for me that I had to, to, to let go of, of something like that. Just those, those small things. 
I do want to touch back on what you said about permission, though, because I have to give nearly every single person that I work with permission to rest and to take time out each day. If I'm working with someone and I say, I, I give you permission to go home this afternoon and to spend an hour or two having a rest, having a cup of tea, reading a magazine, doing nothing else, I give you permission. Now, if a doctor tells you to do that, you will generally do that. So I will do that and they say, oh my goodness, I'm so thankful that you've given me permission to do that. And they will usually do it. Particularly people that I'm working on with, with, with you know, chronic disease or, or not well. I find a big part about this is that they feel guilty when they're lying mm. on the couch or not doing anything. I say, can you just, let's change the mindset here. Mm. Let's realise your body is using that energy to heal mm. when you're doing that. So it's actually a positive. So if you feel really tired, surrender to that process and give yourself permission and do it joyfully and with gratitude that you're using that time for your body to heal, for cells to align. And affirm to yourself, oh, this is really great that I am lying here doing nothing because every cell in my body is, is, you know, aligning to a place of wellness more and more. So I will give people permission. I have always given myself permission to take a break. I have a siesta every single day. Always have my whole life. My wife and my kids are very aware that's that they will expect that around two or three or whatever my work schedule on the day, but I'll actually schedule my session so that I can have it. They, and weekends, they will expect that I will go down for my rest. It enables me to rejuvenate and it's actually time for me. It's mm. that it's that self-honour, that self-respect. Mm. And so that's the next stage of someone giving you permission, allowing yourself the permission. Because you think about how effective you are after you've had that recalibrate, that reset, you know, yeah. in those afternoon hours into the evening. Yeah, and we don't value that because we sort of value um, martyrdom in our um, mm. society. Like, oh... They work, work, work. Oh, you know, he's such a workhorse or, you know, she's got a lot of time for more. Gee, she's a workhorse, you know. So but we never say, oh, we've got a lot of time for Greg. Gee, he lies down, you know. So, mm. but the thing is, it is more useful to have your siesta and now be a useful member of the community again because we bring ourselves, bring our better selves back into the world rather than our very tired, browbeaten, martyred selves <laughs> absolutely I'm so <gasps> able to be of service after I've had oh, that rest and that yeah. recalibration I can do a couple more sessions mm. I've now recently even stepped into a, in, into a, into a, a bigger place of self-respect I really won't do anything after 5 5 30 mm. a big part of that is I realize I don't do my best work after See? that time yeah I've had enough by mm. then mm. I will, I will say to people, can we do a session on a Saturday or a Sunday? More than happy to do that because I'm fresh. I'm living in a different energetic place. You know, mm. I'm not tired. But if you get me, at, if we start a session at 5.30 or 6 o'clock after I've done a number of things during the day, 
I'm not as effective to you. I want to be of the greatest service, firstly to me, mm. and then to everyone else. Mm. So conditioning, I mean, you know, Clark's age, Archie's age, you know, your age, Sarah, I mean, that whole um, ego thing about being in the office till 11pm, or mm. you can't leave to the boss leaves, you know, if you're in a corporate structure, not that anyone's in the office these days. But that must be hard to navigate with young people, you know, in their careers. Well, it's real. I've been doing a lot of work with these wonderful ladies in the Serenity Collective, and they're all about well-being in the in the um, in the workplace. And they have an enormous amount of people coming in from different corporations. And we're doing something in a couple of weeks called the Thriving Workplace, and it's. Over the last few years, it's all being about employers actually telling your employees to go home at five. Mm. What are you still doing here? Mm. Or if, if they're not in the office, why are you still logged on beyond five o'clock? Go and spend time for yourself or with your family. Because if you're not, if, if you're not you know, happy in your family world, if you, if you feel ripped off that you're not spending enough time by yourself, your work's going to yeah. be nowhere near as good either. So there is an incredible shift. People really, I think, are starting to honour and respect themselves around that. I feel like there's a, a really good shift for the good in mm. that happening. Mm. Yeah, I feel that as an example of that, um, my dad works at Westpac, and yep. so he's in that corporate world that you know we're talking about, um, and he won't mind me sharing this, but he uh, manages a lot of people. That's part of his, his work is managing a lot of people, and he found when we shifted to working from home, um, and people weren't having to travel into the office and weren't having to commute into the city and all that kind of stuff, is that the productivity of his team went up tenfold because people were able to have those moments in the morning where they sat down and had a cup of coffee with their husband or their wife or their kids. They were able to put a load of washing on during the day. So when they clocked off at five, they didn't have to do all of those things. You know, They were able to do little bits and pieces through their day. And overall, they were happier people because they just, and therefore their work productivity went up mm-hmm. um, because they almost felt like they had more time and they felt like they had more connection and were more present with themselves. Um, you know, and in that example, it was because they didn't have to commute to work. They didn't have to be in the office till six, seven, eight, nine PM at night. Um, and yeah, dad acknowledges that a lot of that is, yeah, people were just able to be more about them and have happy, more happiness and the productivity of their work just increased dramatically. Um, yeah, so. 100%. You can see that that's what's happening across mm. the board. It's amazing. Because as you say, not the physical time of the commute, yeah. for example, not the physical time of having to put on the face and the clothes and all of that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, and, and yes, you can drop the kids to school or pick them up or you can have a lunch with them or, or whatever. It's all about lifestyle. Mm. Suddenly you work, you can do your work. Yeah. You're less tired, less stressed, you can be more effective, you know, um, and that's why that productivity mm. has gone up. It's really interesting if you look at the, the stats, even pre, pre-COVID, this working from home, a lot of CEOs will be very, very um, uh, hesitant to bring mindfulness or meditation or well-being into the workplace, or they were. And then it was because it's all about the bottom line, the profitability. But what they've actually realised by default, if you look at all these huge organisations that are doing this sort of stuff across the world, is the bottom line often increases up to 11% mm. profitability. Interesting. Because there's more loyalty, there's less absenteeism, there's less retraining, rehiring, there's much greater happiness, higher motivation, inspiration, etc., etc. Mm. Incredible. One thing I will say about, and I've had to work with 
with a lot of people around this is they're finding it very blurry where the work, where the where the lines yes. are between work and home. So what I will say to them, if you're working in a specific room, consciously and physically walk out of that door and say, I'm now walking into Greek time. Mm. Laptop is shut. Yeah. Phones off. I'm all family time or whatever. Yeah. But that line at that door mm. is so important. Yep. And every Friday afternoon, I am walking into my weekend until 8 o'clock Monday morning. Yeah. Um, so just quickly summarising, because there's one area I wouldn't mind hearing from you in the moment, Greg, but um, following from our last episode and Sarah's saying that um, young men are using the vernacular mental health, but mm. seeing the practice of mindfulness being more of a feminine venture, you've given us some great points mm. here. So three minutes set an intention um, with positive healing um, dialogue, going outside, arms out wide, releasing um, to the earth and absorbing from the earth, um, and then grounding, um, speaking to oneself, you know, useful Greg, naughty Greg, <laughs> um, giving permission either from you or to self and surrendering the siesta, and then of course the line drawn in the sand really between workspace and um, play space. But before we began um, today's recording and the one before, we quickly discussed the loss of so-called the battle, but not necessarily, you know, so um, dying, you know, like when you're working with terminally ill people, the goal, I mean, people seem to think is to, to live, mm. but the goal is um, that inner peace, isn't it? Absolutely. So that's a difficult concept for the Western mind, isn't it? Yeah, oh. well, but I feel like, well, you know, everyone has different belief systems. I actually believe in everything, mm. um, and I also respect all of those that believe in nothing. That's fine. No bias around that. My belief is that, you know, we're eternal and that we, have, we, we need to strive or we actually just need to decide that we're going to have inner peace every day of our being, mm. wherever we are. Interesting. And maybe our disease process is um, a way of forcing us to discover that quick smart. Absolutely. Because there's always a process of elimination. We need to experience what we don't want to realise what we do want. Mm -hmm. And as we all know, our natural state is to be in a state of ease. And when we're not over a period of time, it can manifest itself into disease. disease mm. you know, so disease. Um, there's one thing I would add to that, particularly, and young men generally, and men, as they get older, can be, can be good at this, and you know, Anthony's quite good at this, your husband, is, is stepping into your playfulness. Hmm. Be playful. Hmm. I think we've all forgotten, we all forget, hmm. myself included, how to be playful, to connect into that inner child. Hmm. And I feel like that is a huge part of, of keeping our joyfulness, creating that inner peace, that happiness. Because that's what we're all here for, as far as I'm concerned, to, to, to be that way. So stepping into that playfulness, whatever that is for you. You know, my herbalist used to say to me, are you being playful enough? And I said, oh, maybe I'm not, even though I feel like I was incredibly playful with our kids. We used to dance on the dining room table and do, crazy stuff you know every Saturday morning two video hits was doing a samba around the house or 
whatever, but I, I, she'd say, even with yourself, just be playful. You know, when you're getting into the pool to do your laps, make sure at either end you have a good, once you, before your laps and after your laps, have a good splash around in the water. And I thought, mm. yeah, you know, sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but it, it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. Taking the seriousness out of it all. Mm. Mm. Wow, we've covered a lot, haven't we? We so, have. Yeah. I, yeah, this has been amazing. Um, anything else you want to share, Greg? Because I know you have three, three little things at the end here, but I mean, we've just had about a thousand little things. Oh, it's been amazing, yeah. And one big thing, you know, I mean, the whole thing is one big thing, really. Yeah, I would say the three most important things that you can do for your own mental health each day is grounding yourself, releasing things you need to out of your body through the breath or, or, or through that process of grounding um, and giving yourself permission to, to rest, to mm. be or to be playful each day or preferably all three of those things. Mm. Have your siesta and go for a skip around the lawn or whatever, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and a big part of that that too is actually forcing yourself to do things that you wouldn't normally do. When I, I deliberately use the word skip then. Because most guys won't skip. <laughs> you know, go for a skip through mm. the park. Yeah. And do it like no one's watching. Yeah. And this is the, the thing I love about this world that we live in today. No one's really going to look at you strangely. Years mm. ago, they would have with some judgment. Mm. But they'll just sort of think, oh, yeah, he's having a skip through the park. Good on him. And what it actually does, if you're doing something out of the ordinary and you're skipping through the park with a smile on your face, it actually creates joyfulness for everyone else mm. around you as well. So you're lifting them into that into that freedom that that brings yeah. and that, that peacefulness and that healing. So. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I think you've given us so much to take away from this all these both these episodes. So thank you for That's your time welcome. and your wisdom and your knowledge. Um, and you've touched on your three little things there, which I just loved. Um, but I, we're going to get a thousand questions of how do we find Greg who is you know where so where do we direct people where do you want us to sort of send people to find out a little bit more about you or contact you or um, well uh, I can be emailed at greg at ghmeditation.com um, or people can message me mobile number 04090457712 or the website which you can also contact me through there is just ghmeditation.com so Amazing. very happy to answer anyone's questions or, or help people on their journey um, in any way. And um, of course, you know, as I said before, always incredibly confidential mm. without any form of judgment. The things that are said to me on a daily basis, nothing could ever surprise me in any way yeah. anymore. Um, and so I, I'm... I'm thrilled to be here for the greater good of, 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 of young people, of all people actually. Mm -hmm. And I'm very passionate about the, the mental well-being of, of, of young men in particular. So, you know, if, if I can be of service in any way, please, you know, don't mm -hmm. hesitate to reach out. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Sherry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll pop that in the show notes so people can click on your website and get there as well. Um, but thank you so much. That was amazing. Um, I feel very privileged to have had the time to sit down and speak to you for the, however long we've been speaking so thank you um, thank you for having me thank you so much Chris. no That's problems it. at all thank you. absolute pleasure
And that is our second part of our two-part series with Greg. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We felt absolutely privileged and honoured to sit down with Greg and film two amazing episodes that just covered so much ground. We hope you took out of that something that you can take into your everyday. Um, But as always, we do encourage you guys to seek help from your own health practitioners or if you would like us to help you line yourself up with someone then please reach out or if you would like greg's details they will be in our show notes as well thank you so much for joining us for another episode and we hope to have you back for next week's episode a quick disclaimer these episodes are not intended to replace help treatment or advice from your healthcare professionals the information in today's podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not designed to diagnose or treat any conditions. This is just a friendly reminder that we do not know you or your child or those around you and therefore do not know your specific needs. Please seek guidance from your healthcare professionals surrounding your concerns.